With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. heavy metal and hard rock anywhere on blog talk radio heavy metal mayhem with the big cheese How's everybody doing tonight? It's great to be back. We were off the air for the last week while I was on vacation. It's good to be home and uh, back in the saddle here. And we got a great show tonight. My guest is Bernie Torme of GMT. Uh, a lot of people know uh, Bernie from his early days with Gillen, his stint with Ozzy, Desperado, and many other bands. But right now it's all about GMT. We're going to get a track off the new record for you. This is Punko Rocco.
time to start, don't know why, cause I don't know. Pick me up, let me go, go!
Ozzy, Suicide Solution there. Uh, it's a band that Bernie played with uh, around in 1982. I think it was only a couple of weeks after Randy Rhodes passed away. And uh, we'll mention that to him when he comes on in about 15 or 20 minutes or so. And uh, right now I got uh, my co-host with the most on the other line. Tom, are you there? Hey, good evening, good evening. What's going on? It's been a long time no talk. It's been about 15 minutes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so much for the illusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's happening there? Ah, nothing much, nothing much. Uh, kind of a dead week, you know, over here. But, I hear uh, you. I know you had a great time. Yeah, I had a wonderful time over there in Spain. Uh, stopped by Italy, by France. I won't get into the France part, you know, because I might have people listening from over there. But uh, <laughs> they're not very American-friendly over there. Well, what are you going to do? I think Bush <laughs> killed it for us. I guess. I guess yeah. that's the name. That's all right, but uh, got a great show tonight. Bernie's going to be calling in. Uh, he's going to call a little earlier tonight than you know normally because it's getting kind of late over there in the UK. Sure, so uh, sure. we'll let him get to bed tonight at a decent hour. Okay. Uh, so we got a lot of good stuff on here tonight. Yeah, well, I don't know if you ever uh, heard of any of the GMT stuff yet. Uh, yeah, I heard a bit. Uh, you know, I belong to his MySpace, so I got a couple of tracks off of that. Um, I'm looking to I'm looking to pick it up. Um, is it? It's released, right? It's released right now. Yeah, the Evil Twin, the new out. one, is out. It's been out. It's been yeah, out. Yeah, it's out. And then and I know they had one before that, too. right? What They had one before that, no? Yes, they did. Well, yeah. I tell you, you're very, uh, well, you're yeah. very attentive. I try. Yeah, yeah it's very good. <laughs> well, I've been a big fan since the Gillen days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you first know, came into Bernie from from uh, when he when he joined Ozzy after replacing Randy Rhodes for a couple right. weeks. So that's the first time I heard of him, and that led me to Gillen and. Oh. All the solo stuff and everything was done after that. I'm a little older than you, so <laughs> before That's the wrong. new wave of British heavy metal, like okay. well, during that when we used to read those newspapers, yeah, NME and um, Sounds and what was the other one? I forgot. Um, there'd be like little, you know, little uh, ads, you know, oh, full page, I should say, full page ads for Gillen. Gillen was like, forget it, you know, before, yeah, and. Um, just saw this little picture of this wild-haired guy yeah. with a white Stratocaster, and I was yep. like into Hendrix and into Blackmore. So when I saw that Strat, and he was like throwing it up in the air, I was just like, I gotta find what what is what album is this? You know, yeah. Mr. Universe. So we were at Zigzags here in Brooklyn, asked about it. And he says, Oh yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. He says, You never heard of him? I said, No. I mean, obviously I've heard of Gillen, but I didn't know he had solo material. He said, Oh yeah, you know. So they checked me out. I, I checked out that album and it went nuts, you know. And um, ever since, I mean, Glory, uh, Glory, uh, Glory Road is definitely one of my favorite albums, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, his guitar work is just amazing, and just he's just so electric, you know. And um, stuff that followed after that, you know, was very blues based, but he was psychedelic, you know. He had like that Hendrix flair in his playing. He was definitely different than everybody else. Oh yeah, you know? there's no way to pin he had down that, on any, any and then one he style. Obviously, he had that punk rock vibe, you know. Yeah, which was really cool. Which is really cool, I should say. <laughs> but at the time, it was really cool. And then when he resurfaced, you know, you know, because like we don't hear much about it in the United States, thank God for the internet, you know. But um, yeah. when he resurfaced, you know, doing the Aussie tour, uh, we were blown away. We we're like, oh, you know, we had tickets, so I think they, I think they canceled and then they rescheduled. I remember, I think it was the show at Master Square Garden they did. Yeah, that was that definitely, yeah. We saw that, and I was just, like, trying to get as close as possible. We were up in the 
not the, the worst seats, but you know we were pretty far back because yeah. just one year before we we saw Randy at at the Palladium, you know. Wow. You know, and now he's gone. Yeah, well, you know, life keeps moving on, right? So, but I knew, you know, I knew of 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 Bernie, but I didn't know how that would work. But I figured with the record companies and everything, that's probably why they grabbed them. You know, because they're on the same jet jet late uh, jet late, right? yeah, with Don yeah. on, yeah. So I guess you know that's how they knew of him, and he figured he was flamboyant enough. He could definitely play the hell out of the song. It's just that I didn't know if that would be a great. Uh, a great writing partner for uh, Ozzy, but I guess it never went that far. <laughs> nah, it was only a couple. Everybody thinks it was like such a long period of time. No. It was only two, maybe three weeks he was with them, and uh, right. that's when Brett Gillis got into the mix, and he, he was only there for a little while himself also, you know? Did you ever hear any, like, long, uh, you know, uh, versions of the live show or anything? I've just heard little clips on YouTube. That's the most. I've got a couple of live yeah. uh Couple of live shows with Bernie that he did with the band. I'll send them. I'll, I get them on cassette, but yeah, that's cool. I'll, uh, I'll transfer them over and I'll send them out to you. But they're, they're definitely great shows. And there's actually um, on YouTube. I think you actually get. You know, they don't have the video of the concert. You know, it just has a picture of them playing. Right, right. You can hear whole songs from different shows featuring yeah, Bernie with Ozzy. Yeah. And it's some great work, you know. And um, he'll be calling in a few minutes, so we're gonna get to get all these questions out to him. So. Oh, cool. Uh, but right now I'm gonna get on a. This is a band called the Taz Taylor Band. Taz is another uh, British guitar player. Well, Bernie's not really British, he's Irish, but uh, Taz is from the UK. He's uh, now an American citizen, and he's going to be on our show in a couple of weeks. Over the summer, oh. we got him coming on. Excellent. So I'm going to get a song off the new record for you. This is a song called Fugitive. Uh, let me know what you think of this. He's a really good guitar player.
Taz Taylor band with Fugitive off the new record straight up. Taz will be calling into the show. I believe it's July 12th. I'll get back to you on that. Uh, Tay, what do you think? Oh, real voice, real guitar. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's so refreshing to hear, I'll tell you. Yeah, you, reminds me a little bit of Rainbow. and uh, Rainbow, Gary Moore. Gary Moore. Um, Yeah, definitely. And uh, on their first record, I believe, Welcome to America, Graham Bonnet was the singer of the band. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had a little falling out. I'm not sure the whole story. Oh, yeah, they you told tour. me about this a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Tell the, tell the rest. Yeah, we'll find out more when they come on. But uh, this is off the new record. It's really a really good record. They're a three-piece band. I believe uh, in, in the studio, Taz does all the all the guitar and bass work. Uh, mm-hmm. So some pretty good stuff there. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Not bad, huh? Power, a lot of melody, great guitar. Yeah. Excellent vocals. Yep. It'll never sell. No, I'm only teasing. I mean, I love it. No, it's just, it's I like, know. it's too good. Yeah, that's the problem. It's, uh, you know, it don't have Cookie Monster vocals. Yep. It don't have tapping. You know, but hey, hey. our music is making a comeback. The music that started no, no, you're right. You're right. It's you coming know what? back. It's making an underground comeback. Yep. Because uh, people are trying to hear, trying to hear, and like, son of. Son of Slayer, son of uh, yeah, you know, son, son of Lincoln Park, you yeah, know, all that crap. Yeah, it's good to hear good, you know, hard rock and metal again. Yeah, exactly. That's good. I tell you, I'm all jet lagged. I could imagine, man. I, I don't know how some of these bands do it. They get off a plane, they're on, you know, they're doing radio shows and interviews, right, and they're right. playing live. And I guess they're just getting old and fat and falling apart. Well, they don't have don't to know. deal with their families, so most of them. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> After seven days on a, on a cruise ship and a couple of days in Spain <laughs> with all of them, that could be it. There you go. I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure if we went on a little to- mini tour, we'd have a ball. <laughs> oh, forget it. You know, plus the flight was delayed. You sit in the airport. Then they had to circle for an hour because they couldn't get a landing spot. And it's like, you know, that eight-hour trip turned into a ten-hour plane ride. And yeah, yeah. You just you can't wait to get home sometimes. And <laughs> I'm glad I'm back, but... Need another day to rest. Yeah, I hear you. All right, uh, let me see. Uh, maybe we'll get some more music on tight. Um, Bernie's going to be calling in about 10 minutes or so, so I'll get on one more song, and then I'll start playing some more of uh, Bernie's solo stuff. Okay. And get some more GMT. So how about a little Diamond Head? I haven't heard them in a while. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, a little Lightning to the Nation. <laughs>
Diamond Head, Lightning for the Nations. Uh, and I like to Bernie's going to be calling in about three or four minutes, so okay. how about uh, we get on a song by GMT, and it should end just in the time he calls in. I don't want to keep him on hold too long. I know it's an oh, international yeah. phone call. Yeah, All right, so how about, uh, let me see, how about a little cannonball? Okay. All right, here we go. GMT.
That sounds good. You know, uh, Saks is coming around, I think, in about two weeks, right? Or next yeah. week, is it? The 19th. The 19th in New York. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. Haven't picked up tickets yet, but... uh. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. The last time I bought tickets, and then they canceled. I remember that. It was like two yeah. years ago. Yeah, I was... Yeah. There. Same thing with, uh, who else? Um, Wasp. We bought tickets for Wasp, and they canceled. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there, but... uh. I know Saks is only doing this show, and I think the one in Texas, in San Antonio, so our wow, buddy Pat will be able to see them, too. Wow, that should be good. Yeah, well, those are the only two shows they're doing over here. I'm surprised, but uh, at least one of them's in New York, so that'll be great. They get no they get no support, you know, the the label, you know? Yeah. I don't even I don't know if the, new, if the newest album has been released in the United States. You know, I, that's a good question. I'm not even sure myself. There's no more support from record labels anyway. That's why these guys are doing it on their own and starting their own record labels up. Yeah, this is true. This yeah. is true. It's a rough world out there, but uh, you know what? I think I got uh, Bernie calling it now, so let me uh, okay. let me connect him there, see if I get him on, and uh, get this show rolling here. Hey, Bernie, you there? Hey, yeah, Mike, I'm here, yeah. Hey, Bernie, great, great to, to hear from you. Great to talk to you too, mate. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for calling in. I know it's getting kind of late over there, and I know it's a very long distance phone call, so we won't keep you too long today. Oh, that's good. That's good. No, well, we're great to talk anyway. Oh, uh, it's great as right. Um, and we just got done playing some GMT. Uh, so hey, great stuff you're doing now. Great, man. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Cannonball. Uh, thank you. Cannonball. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. We've been uh, fans great. since uh, I've been fans uh, since you were with uh, uh, Gillen. Wow. Yeah, definitely. The Mr. Universe, uh, when it first came out, it was there was an ad in Sounds here in New York. We picked it up at the local uh, metal store. It was a metal, yeah. Yeah, hard rock uh, record store. And uh, he says, you got to have this album. This guy is amazing. Oh, I said, yeah, I know Gillen's amazing. He says, no, 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 he's a guitar player. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, you're stroking me now. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if we like it, we... We, you know, if we don't like it, we tell you. So we should make, you know, we should tell you what. Oh, we that's like. cool. No, that's uh, the, you know, to be honest, I mean, of all of the Gillen albums, you know, that's the album I love the most. Cause isn't was, that something? It, yeah. Yeah. You only you only wrote one tune with him, right on that album. I think. Yeah, was, that's yeah. well. It was it was early days, and yeah, I came true. in, you, you know, and it was all um, it was all in place. Right. Really. Right, so. Right. You know, I, I was like just, you know, in, right? I was like the boy kind of coming in, <laughs> sure, kind sure, of like, sure. you know, play sparkly bits. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you, that was great stuff, man. And uh, uh, I remember the live so. single they released um, where you did that little intro to um, to Smoke on a Water. It was just like, <laughs> wow. A little and, intro. That was a fucking big intro. Yeah, it was a big <laughs> intro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It was great that he let you just go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he did. He was great like that. Yeah. I mean, he never kind of, you know, he was kind of cool, you know, with anything happening. He was always, he always, um, he always encouraged everyone in the band. And, you know, right. he was great to me. He kind of like, you know, he let me do, you know, the crazy things that I was into. And he, he probably was, you know, <laughs> thinking, oh, God, you know, I've heard this a million times before, but he was... He was great. He was great. No, you had you have you have a playing in like you know I play guitar a little bit, you know, and cool. it like you said I know you you know a lot of you. I figure Jimi Hendrix is definitely one of your uh, 
influence. Absolutely, and, yeah. I mean, Jimmy punk. was, you know, the man, really, to me. Definitely. You know, so. But you yeah. get that punk, you know, that punk vibe, and, and like, the Jeff Beck, like, just pulling notes and, and, and yeah, yeah. notes. Yeah. How do you stay in tune? You don't use a Floyd Rose type thing. Well, um... That's amazing. I got... I've got like you know two old strats and, uh-huh. and 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 I don't know how they stay in tune. They just stay in tune, you know. They got a kind of like spirit in them, or something like God that. Bless. It's nothing God I do, bless. you know, man. It's just you know the guitars. Well, you know how to they how to yank them just enough that they don't go too far out, and you know, well, you, float, you float the bridge I, a little bit in the back. No, no, I don't. I mean, I have it like basically hard up against. Um, right up against the. The kind of top end, I ain't able to bend up. Uh-huh. I can only bend down, you oh, know. Okay. So, I've always had like you know my own way of placing it, basically, because um, you know that was at the time I got them. I had no clue at all, so I kind of like did them my own. I see what you mean. Way. Yeah, because I remember reading. I'm sorry. I remember yeah. reading. Um, um, Yuli Roth, he kind of floated his bridge slightly a little bit in the back, you know. Yeah. But I, I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead, Mikey. I mean, I never did, you know. I kind of, I, I basically have always had all the guitars I've had. I've had them so they are basically hard up, ain't able to go up, only able to go down. And oh, I kind cool. of go up on my hands. And you have such a great meaty sound for a Stratocaster. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I think strats have, you know, because yeah. I've always, like, had a, um, I've always used an old super lead uh-huh. amp, and they just, like, they've got so much balls in them, you know, yeah. they're like, you know, a great sounding amp, and it's just like, you know, I found that in 1970, and I've never changed, really. Cool, you know? cool. It's like, I, I've never become clever in the meantime. It sounds good. It sounds good this way. <laughs> so you use, right. like, that basic setup on the new, the new record, or did you use experimental? Yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, I've always used pretty much the same setup. I'm... I've used the Marshall vintage cotton amp on um, a fair amount of tracks on the new album. Um, basically, that's the only change. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the only thing I've ever changed. Hey, if it works, you right? know, yeah, I haven't ever been into kind of like guitar technology. I just you know because I haven't ever had a problem about staying in tune. So I've always like you know kind of stayed with the things I know and tried you know to play emotionally and you know I mean the technology hasn't ever really had any interest to me at all. You know? Well, that's cool because you could definitely you could definitely hear it in you know in the music and the playing and the chords and the and the vocals. You know, it's very emotional, like you said. Sounds well, good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You already say, say, you got it? Yeah, I'm sorry, Mikey. That's okay. That's my buddy Tommy and I call yeah, I, I go off once in a while. Like, that's I love okay. He comes with all the technical <laughs> questions. <laughs> I'll lay back now. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. That's you lost okay. me with all the guitar talk there. That's okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. I'm just kidding around. But uh, just to get back to Bernie, most people that, that I know have come across you from when you did your little stint with Ozzy back in 82. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And those yeah. couple of weeks with Ozzy made you like a household name in the heavy metal community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it was it was um, it was a great honor to be asked, and it was a great honor to be there. I mean, you know, I was a bit clueless to be honest. You know, I was kind of asked at the time. I'd never heard Randy, yeah. so I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of called up and asked. You know, are you able to play for about a month with Ozzy? Yeah, of course I am. You know, I, you know. Um, you know, if you're in a band, you're in a tiny bit of a bubble and you don't hear all of the kind of things that are going on. And I hadn't heard what Ozzy and Randy had been had been up to, you know. And um, after, you know, Randy was tragically killed mm. and they asked me to um, stand in, I was like, I was kind of supported thinking, well, it's going to be like uh, Black Sabbath, you know. Uh -huh. So I thought it was that picture. And I kind of like came out and turned up and I heard Randy's things. And I was thinking, oh, my God, this is this is just incredible. You know, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, incredible player. Just like, you know, and I mean, I was just... I was struggling, man. I was struggling, really. You know? Yeah, because it's not fair. Because you, you know, you weren't really ready for it. You know, it had a lot to do with the record company at the time, uh, Bernie. Well, I don't know. To be honest, you know, I think that you know, at the time, it was like, you know, that they, you know, uh, basically Ozzy and the band and and Ozzy and Sharon got dropped in it, and ah. they were in the middle of this like big tour. And they had to carry on, you know, or it was, you know, like kind of court cases and, you know, the destruction of Ozzy's career. Sure, so sure. they had to find a guy who was, who was like, who was able to stand in on, you know, whatever level, you know, and, and you know, they kind of, you know, looked around and I had blonde hair and I had the kind of like whammy bar and you know i had a reputation in in the uk and in europe so they kind of like thought well he's a fairly safe bet because you know i played in front of big audiences and you know i wasn't gonna kind of screw up because i was a, a bedroom player or whatever you know so uh you know, basically, I was out, and I was playing. I mean, you know, Randy was uh, killed. I think on the was it the 18th and 19th of mm -hmm. March, and I was out doing a gig on the, the, the first of April. You know? Wow! And I mean, you know, I basically just got asked. I went out. I had like, you know rehearsals on four tracks or auditions on four tracks I've never even played the entire set until the day of the first gig right. you know so I was like it was hard to take in a smaller space of time and I mean there was no way at all I was 
going to be able to take all of it in. You know, you just can't because he was sure. an incredible player. You know, he was sure. just, you know, a league apart basically from everyone else who was around. You know, so it was, it was, hey, it was an experience. You know, I have nightmares about it still. <laughs> <laughs> was it about the experience or working with Sharon Osbourne? <laughs> That, that's what he meant. That's I the, love Sharon. I, I she was great to me. She <laughs> yeah. was she was nice to me. She was great to me, and I love Sharon. You I know, guess you well. were one of the lucky ones then, because today they're just like <laughs> the second so. yeah, of yeah, the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to deal with it now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even back then, when you left to go uh, play with Ozzy. It wasn't yeah. going to be a permanent thing, because weren't you working on uh, your solo stuff at the time, too? Yeah, 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 because, I mean, I, you know, at, at, at the time I had left Ian, um, and, um, you know, I had a solo album, I had a band, and whatever, and at the point I was asked to um, do Aussies, the thing, it was only as a stand-in, you know, it was like, yeah. hey, are you able to stand in for, like, you know, two weeks or a month, I, you know, I said, well, yeah, I can, only, I mean, as it turns out, I go out, and it was like, are you, are you able to carry on, and I can't, because, I mean, I had obligations, you can't, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the kind of person who, I, you know, I feel, you know, if I've, I've promised people a thing, I have to, to do it, you know, yeah. Sure. Well, you know, ask my wife about that. I don't think she'd agree. But <laughs> yeah, that's 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 all old news. Today it's all about the new band, GMP, a band that you play with one yeah, of your yeah. old uh, friends, uh, John McCoy, and you got Robin Guy, who did a lot of work with uh, Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And you got the new record, Evil Twin. Now we play some songs off it before. We're gonna get get on more later on when you're off the air, so we don't waste your time. <laughs> Listen to it while we're talking to you. You also have a live CD, a DVD, also coming out. Um, yeah, it's in in the works at the moment. Oh, you know, okay. it's uh, you know being edited and 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 the mixes and all of that. You know, wow. it's a bit of a yeah. Cool. Uh, it's it's great. You know, it'll be good. It's oh, we're looking forward to that. And and you've worked with John since the days of Gillen and on and off, like you know. Throughout your whole career, and even much. earlier, man, even earlier, you know, wow. I actually, I, I actually got the audition in terms of Gillen because John and I had played together a couple of years earlier, and um, you know, he knew me, and he actually he suggested me to Ian, you know. Oh, wow. So it's you know. It's a long, long time. <laughs> it's wow. it's just so long. It's terrifying. Well, it's like a but, like a, a boyhood buddy, huh? Where you were probably like, yeah, well, boyhood. Uh, I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm even older than that. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it must be good having somebody familiar that you you know you've played with for so long on and off to be in the band. It must be nice being in a band again where you know it's not all on your shoulders. You know where you had your solo projects, everything fell on top oh, of you. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a tremendous it's, bass player, and he keeps the solid. Yeah, he is. And it's, you know, great having, like, you know, to me, it's, it's like, I mean, he's the best bass player I've ever played with. He's incredible. He's just like, you know, and he's great on 
stage, and yeah. he's mate, and he's like, you know, it's just absolutely brilliant having him in the band. That's it's great, just and great. it makes you, it gives you the freedom because you know he's got your back, so to speak, musically. Yeah, yeah, everything. yeah. yeah. That's 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 great. That's cool. Yeah. Also with Jim T, you're, you're taking on all the vocal duties. Yeah, right. That that's good or bad, but you know, there you go. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> well, you definitely have a unique singing style, and it's you know, absolutely and it's great. Man. You know, it's like incomparable. You know, good or bad, it's incomparable. <laughs> hey, it fits in great because if, if if there's any one thing that can't be said about you is that you you never you've, your music has never been stuck in a rut. It's you have every kind of style mixed into your music, from punk to blues to pop music to heavy metal to hard rock. Since the beginning, you've never been pinned down to one you know, specific style of music. It's all been mixed together. I think that That's what makes great. it so original and so great. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you know, to me, it's about, you know, it. I think it's about being an individual, you know. I mean, I've never kind of tried to be... Um, you know what the business wanted me to be. I'd be a lot, you know, probably a lot better off if I had been. But you know, I'm a lot happier because I haven't been. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. hey, there you go. Remarkable. <laughs> How do you feel the record's gone since uh, the first one, uh, Bitter and Twisted, to Evil Twin? Uh, the sound, the style, it's, it's, it has progressed a lot since the first record. Yeah, it has, because um, I suppose in terms of the record, it was pretty much John and um, me um, controlling it. I mean, second album, Robin had an awful lot of input on it, and it was far more of a band thing, you know? It was, was, uh, you know... Tons of arguments, lots more arguments, because it was a bad thing. But you yeah. know, it all came out, you know, good. And 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 I think it was it was, you know, a progress in terms of arrangements, progress in terms of songs, progress in terms of everything, in terms of playing too. You know, so it's it's uh, and uh, to me, it's all about. Or progressing in terms of playing, you know, I, it's, um, you know, even though I'm, you know, I would regard myself as a stylistic player, I, you know, I don't try to kind of sound like other people. It's always about trying to kind of to move on in terms of the, you know, how you play and, um, you know, expand how you play and just add a you know a bit extra every time you know mm-hmm. yeah definitely it sound this new record sounds great and so many songs that sound great just being just you want an acoustic guitar I like to hear some of those songs too yeah 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 they're that good and you put the records out on your own label you got the retro uh, rec- records label right yeah well I mean you know to be honest that wasn't a great idea really you know <laughs> it, it's it started off at the beginning it was like well you know uh, you know John and I are kind of like you know talking about you know recording an album and it's like well let's do 
you know, and I'll, um, we really enjoy, and you know, screw everybody else, screw the industry, screw the fucking public, screw everybody, you know, and just like, yeah. you know, record an album. And we recorded an album and approached um, a couple of labels, and they all said, no. So it was like, well, jam it out. And we jam it out, and like, great press. Great tales, great reaction, and it was, you know, it was a, a strange experience, really, because as this sort of like hobbyish start, it, it it turned into a kind of a rock thing over here, you know, a yeah. kind of a rock phenomenon, really, you know, and and it, it's it's um because everyone. Daughters to tease it as being, you know, well, you know, success. Here, here it is on, you know, the the label I run. Well, that's weird to start with, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and having a record label today is not an easy thing. It's uh, there's so many things going on. There, you know, in the record industry right now, it's getting harder and harder. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's hard, you know. To make uh, to make any of it work, I mean, luckily enough, I mean it's been okay. You know, it's been it's been a goodie. You know, so you know it is. Isn't as if anyone's gonna be a millionaire out of it. But it's, yeah, you yeah. know, it's cool. You know, I mean, it's enough. You know, to carry on, and everyone enjoys playing it, and it's telling and. Hey, that's cool. Really, it does you know? give you that musical freedom that you obviously yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a problem, you know, for me because I'm in, you know, I have two hats or kind of three hats on, you know, because I'm uh, the label and I'm in the band, you know. That is a problem, and it isn't a problem I enjoy, you know, because basically I haven't any interest at all in being, you know, a record label, and I have a lot. You know, an enormous amount of interest in being a musician. You know, yeah. I haven't any interest at all in being a label. But yeah. um, you know, you know, here you are. You know, it's it's the world as it is. You know, you can't change it. You know, so hey, you know, cool. You know. Well, if the musician has any complaints, he knows how to get in touch with the president of the record company. So it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm always having arguments with myself. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it's not easy dealing with John, I yeah. can imagine. He's a big dude. <laughs> He's a big yeah. show is difficult, though. Oh, my God. You know, I wanted to ask you about, I didn't even know, you played the sitar also. You played on uh, Ginger's record, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How'd you yeah. come across the sitar? Is that something you always played or something you decided to pick no, up? No, no, no. I actually, you know, I went on eBay. One day, and I saw a sitar for £120. That's about $150, yeah? yeah? And I thought, hey, I have to have that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I bought it, you know? And uh, it was like, absolutely beautiful thing, man. I mean, just like engraved and, oh, just incredible. And it isn't actually hard to play if you're a guitarist, because... Um, the strings are basically just a G, D, and an A, 
you know, the melody strings and everything else is a drone. So it's actually not too hard. I mean, it's hard to play properly, but it ain't, it ain't hard to play, you know, the way, um, you know, the way I play it. So, um, <laughs> you can get a lot out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, it was, you know, I was thinking, hey, man, I'm Ravi Shankar. You know? <laughs> 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 it was cool, you know. It was really great. And I'm going, you know. And um, just after that, Ginger asked me if I'd play on a couple of tracks, a place to Tolos. And I kind of like uh, drove up and I, I brought it. I said, hey, I've got to use this on it <laughs> too. So he said, oh, okay. <laughs> so I did that, you know. Yeah, it sounds great in that. It sounds great. That was uh, with smile and denial or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a good song. It sounds, it sounds great in there. What about yeah. uh, adding that to uh, some of the GMT stuff in the future? Yeah, it was on um, Johnny's guitar on 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 Evil Twin. Um, it's on that track. Oh, uh, to, to be perfectly honest, I got so pissed off changing strings on it because it has about like you know kind of 20,000 strings yeah <laughs> I mean and, and and they break all the bloody time it's uh. just like and you can't tune them you know it's just like it takes you know a day you yeah, know to get imagine, the, yeah. the thing in tune so I sold it on eBay <laughs> again there you go did you make a profit yeah. I did indeed very yeah, good I made a big profit mate. <laughs> very good Interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And uh, you, you're playing with one of your old friends on Evil Twin, uh, D. Schneider from Desperado. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah everybody you thinks know, he sings punk or Rocco, but you're, he's just doing the backing vocals. It's, it's, you're yeah, yeah, as well, you know, because it was a bit, you know, complicated, you know, to get him to do the lyrics. I mean, he would have had, he wouldn't have had enough time he's a kind of a busy guy as you know you know yeah, he's got yeah. like you know a thousand things going on you know but uh yeah he was on it yeah that was, was nice great. of him to do that you yeah know? yeah uh, yeah definitely man yeah because yeah. we you know, were big, big fans of the desperado stuff too Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we like yeah. that stuff. Well, yeah. you know, we're from New York, and, you know, Dee Snyder, Twisted Sister, they, then they used to play, um, you know, cover tunes. They used to yeah. do this whole area, you know, and we became fans, you know. Right. Just to go down and Great check bands. them out. And then I mean, when they just... put out the records, you know, and yeah. then they got their success, which mainly was the U.K. It started in the U.K., you know. I know that, yeah, yeah. yeah it began off over here. But, I mean... They came over here and they were just incredible. Yeah. They were just like they I kicked mean, ass, so to speak. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Killer fans. Cool stuff. Yeah, you know the Desperado stuff took forever to come out over here. After you guys did it, we, we, it was years before we even uh, heard anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was all a bit of a tale, but um, you know, I mean, it was it was. A bad experience, you know, because it was, it just dragged on and dragged on, and then the record company blanked it completely, you know, so it was just, you know, it was heartbreaking, actually, 
poor Dee and everybody else, you know, yeah. it was, it was, um, I'm glad it's out, you know, I'm glad it's out at all, because, I mean, even though it hasn't had the kind of amount of attention that it would have had at, at the time, you know, it's great it's out and it's alive and people can hear it, because yeah. it was a great album, you know, it, it had great tracks on it. Yeah, it's a good record. It's a shame when, you know, guys, you put stuff together and just never sees the light of day sometimes, and it takes years for certain bands to get stuff out, and it's, it's just a shame that everybody misses out on all this great music. And like you said, at least it is out, and, you know, we get to hear it now, and it's, it's a fantastic record. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what can we expect from GMT coming up? I know uh, oh. it'll probably be forever if we ever get you guys to America, especially in the New York area, but oh, what do well, you have going on in know, the U.K.? I mean, I'd love to get out there. I love it out there. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a load of gigs coming up in summer in the UK and uh, festival and you know various other kind of gigs around it. So um, we're rocking over here. So that that's all good. And you know, I hope we get out to the US, you know, sometimes soon, you know, it'd be nice really, you know, because you know It would be great to see you here again. Well, I'll have yeah. to get Tony working on that for you. I'm get work a little hard and see if he could uh, Absolutely, yeah, get you yeah, over yeah. here and especially in New York He's a area. Good guy, to see you. Yeah. He's a good guy, Tony, yeah. We'll come out and teach you guys how to rock. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> There's nobody better to party with than an Irishman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bernie. I'm starting to lose you here. We've got a really bad connection. We're going in and out right now. All right. Okay, man. So I so, uh, want to thank you for calling in and taking out the time from your schedule. I really appreciate it. It was great thank to you, hear from Mark. you. Yeah. And we wish you the best of luck with GMT and everybody who doesn't have those records yet, Evil Twin, Bitter and Twisted, should go out and pick it up and go right to your website and MySpace and order yeah. those records. Great night. Thanks. Sounds great, oh, Bernie, man. thank you very much for calling. I really appreciate you taking your time. It was time an honor, today. Bernie. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. It's great. Thank you great. very much, man. I appreciate it. Gonna, how about we go out with a little Tome, uh, then we'll get some more GMT on. How about a little Shurah, Shurah? Hey.
Bernie Torme with Shirai Shirai. What a really nice guy he was, right, Tom? Oh, what a nice guy, man. Got a real good sense of humor, too. Great sense of humor over there. Yeah. I didn't want to keep him on too long because I know it's really expensive to call Yeah, you know, after I started to kind of filibuster in the beginning there because I got a little like a fan, you know. Yeah, it happened. I questions. I feel bad, you know, and I said, Nah, it's all right. I hope there's enough time. I hope I didn't encroach too much on the. Nah, I just, you know what it is? I know it's expensive. I don't want to keep him on too long, but, you know, he was still for 30 minutes. I'm. Maybe you can write it off to the record company, you know? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so, too. But what a good guy. And uh, I started to lose a connection there towards the end, too. I couldn't hear him after a while. Yeah, it was like a little bit of a, a yeah, drop, it was going in drop and out. out here and there. Yeah, yeah but uh, that's some great stuff. And I love the solo stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, Buddy Tony over there at Diatonic will be able to uh, work something out and get him over here in, uh, yeah, in the U.S. I mentioned on the chat room maybe you can get them and Raven together. It would be interesting. Well, that'll be great. We'll find out because we got uh, Joe Hasselvander from Raven coming on next month. We'll ask him about that. Be nice. Yeah, we'll bring it up to Joe, see if he could work something out, get him Back on tour. Backstage passes for us, you know? Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> we don't get nothing else from nobody from all the no, people we have right. on the show. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, those guys, I mean, come on. they like, come on. You remember Raven? You remember when we first heard, you know, um, Bernie and the yep. whole Gillen thing, man. Jesus, I mean, that's yeah. your youth. It's great. And to have him still playing and have that same passion, it's great, you know. It's really cool, and it's an inspiration for a lot of people, you know. It should be an inspiration for a lot of people. I agree. I wanted to really, like, dig deep into him with, the like, questions about Sharon Osbourne, <laughs> you know. Well, but then again, was... she, she probably wasn't as bad, you know, back in the early no, 80s right. as she didn't have that come power. now. You know, that power dad was around, you know. Yeah, of course. He was still working for Don Arden at the time, yeah, so. Her father was probably, like, the big, you know, the big cheese, so to speak. She was just a little cheese at the time. But uh, she's grown to a big cheese now. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Oh, man. She's dragging that guy through the mud. Yeah, that was really kind of, you know, a weird combination of trying to, you know, have, um, you know, him come in and rescue, you know, but... I guess that you know it was like the record company and like yeah, I don't know if, if that, no he says it Sharon knew him and all this it's a weird thing that he had to take over because um Randy has it you know had his fans and people wanted to hear the Randy licks you know and oh, of course you send somebody up there who's coming from a different side of the spectrum you know yep. uh you know it's overwhelmed I mean he played pretty well but, you know, there were, like, a lot of people. I remember being like, well, who the hell is this guy, you know? Anybody's going to get that, you know? Um, you know, until Brad, um, Brad Gills? Yeah, right Brad Gills. He was only, he only, he only, maybe a month or two with uh, Ozzy, too. Yeah. He recorded yeah, the live record. They recorded and, uh, that live on it, so that, that kind of gave it legs, so to speak, because they had a release, you know, so everybody remembers yeah. that. But he was more, you know, you know, that worked out better. But it was, it's unfortunate that, you know, maybe they could have done something, you know, a record together. That would have been cool, you know. But it definitely wouldn't have been, you know, it would definitely wouldn't have been Bug at the Moon. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it wouldn't matter who they brought in. It, it just, yeah. it, you know, it was like throwing somebody into the fire. Yeah. I mean, Randy's popularity was just building up and building up and building up at that time. Yeah. And people, you know, then you bring, they could have brought Richie Black or they could have brought anybody in. Yeah. Right. And it just wouldn't have been, you know, the same. Yeah. But. No, but he made a, he, you know, those two or three weeks that he did with Ozzy, 
implanted his name into people's brains, like you this know, is true, yeah. forever, and it, and it gave him a, it was you know, whatever went on at that time, it gave him, it was a good stepping stone to get his name out there, even yeah. beyond the Gill and stuff. So, and I remember listening to those tapes, and you know, just you know, if you listen to the tapes now, you'll see the difference, and you know, of course, with him and Randy, and but it sounds great. It's just a different take on it, like yeah, with Jakey Lee, Zach Wilde, and the nine thousand other people that played Rozzy at the time, right. but. I just was more concerned about uh, getting uh, stuff about Sharon Osbourne in there because yeah. it, can you imagine what she did then? You know what she's doing now to Ozzy too. So it's just uh, it's just a joke. Exactly. I associate. I don't know if you saw the variety show they did a few weeks ago. I haven't seen one since then. I don't know if I they canceled it. I only saw the first one. I didn't see. I it. haven't seen any since then. Maybe they canceled it. It was it was. I just I'm watching. I'm like, is this the guy that bit the head off of a bat yeah, and right. a dove and pissed on the Alamo to carry the midgets around on his back? It's not the same, Ozzy. I can't believe it. No, she's got him on a leash. Yeah, she's got him like a puppet. You know what it's like? Just um, you know, on the ride out to Spain, I picked up uh, Rudy Sarza wrote that book, Off the Rails. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so I picked it up, you know, for the ride out there to read on, read, and it's a really good book, and there's a lot of great stuff in there. Oh, that's cool. About like you know his time in Ozzy, and there's a, a good uh, chapter in there about when Bernie joined the band. And like what he, you know, what Rudy saw him going through, like you know, during those couple of weeks that he oh, was there. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great chapter. And it ends like about a, I think it ends like right after Break Gillis did the wife record with them, and then Rudy Sarza left the band. But it's a really good record. He kept, you know, if it's all accurate, he kept some pretty good notes about, uh, you know, what happened at the time yeah, and a lot of good like stuff in there. Take it from his journal and stuff. He took, he probably because it's uh, who was on? Uh, somebody was on uh, with Eddie Trunk, and they were saying, yeah. Um, he kept the journal. Yeah, I forgot who it was. Oh, yeah, it was uh, last week. I missed the show. No, last week they. Uh, well, last week it was actually a repeat, and this week it was a repeat. Oh, okay. Yeah. It must be off for a while now. Yeah, he's probably. I think he did his last show already. I, think, I forgot what the last show was. I don't know. But, yeah, no, the last two weeks have been repeats, so I don't know. It's probably the one with Dio, I guess. They had Dio on the show. It's probably the last one. Yeah, yeah, right. That was it. Okay. Dio and, and Butler were definitely the oh, last. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely the last show, and then last week they had uh, Frankie Bello, and um, yeah, it was it was definitely the Dio show because um, yeah, because um, how was Rudy Sarzo brought up? I don't forgot how Rudy Sarzo was brought up with Dio, and he well, he plays that, and he plays Rudy plays in Dio. Okay, so then he's in the newest band. He's been with Dio for a uh, while, wow, quite a few years now. I mean, oh, he's in the live band. Yeah, he's in the live band. He hasn't played on any of the. the yeah, he's on, in the live band. You're I right. I think he joined right. after the last record, the last uh, Dio studio and record. And he said was made. that he was a tremendous player and a um, and uh, and you know kept the journal. So he's got a lot of good stories. Yeah, well, it's definitely a good book. Definitely, you pick it up if you want some good, good. you know, reading definitely. about metal. Yeah. There's some good stuff in there, so you you know you'll like it. Maybe I'll send it your way. I'm done reading. I'll mail it out to you. That sounds cool. Isn't that yeah. Cool? Well, next time I see you, take it home with you. It's uh, some good reading. Yeah. A lot of good pictures in there too for the early days of all of them. So it's a nice little book. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna get something new one for you now. All right. I'll give you a surprise. It's a band called Inner Demon. It's out of Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what song I put on. I gotta check it out. I'm not sure myself. I uh, I uploaded two of their songs. I'm not sure which one this is. Uh, it's either <clears throat> I think it's the way I put on. They're a great band. They got a great old sound for them. Priest, uh, Sabbath, a little bit of the old hardcore sound and. Really sound good, these guys. Check the song out. I'll let you know if it's the way or not. I'm not sure which one I put on. Okay.
All right, out of Florida. That was in the Demons with the Way. I, you know, I loaded up all these songs before I went on vacation the week, you know, last week, so I wasn't sure which one I had on. Oh. It was either out of Dark and Corners I was going to play. That's the way I get Dark and Corners on another week. Got a good sound for them, good vibe. Yeah, good vocals. You know. Yeah. Some of the other songs are really, oh. really, uh, I mean, uh, Dark and Corners is a great song. Real heavy, heavy song. I was going to get that on, but like I said, I didn't remember what the hell I, uh, yeah, you I, I tried to scramble to put this together before I took off. Cool. Kind of good. Yeah, definitely. I like that. What else do I got tonight? I thought I had something else I was going to play. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, Lil and Ron going to get Endangered Species on. They're not new. I've had them on the show before. I played a couple of the songs, but uh, this is a new one. I'll get it on uh, maybe about 15 minutes or so. Okay. But I wanted to get on with some Heaven and Hell. We haven't heard anything new on the show yet. Okay. So uh, how about uh, Eating the Cannibals? Oh, it's a good song. Yeah, it's a little quicker than the other ones.
I really had a hike and a half. But, uh, right, yeah, right. This is true. We were closer to the entrance. Yeah, it's crazy. But, but I think that's probably why the tickets aren't selling as well, because people just aren't. Well, I think know, it's, yeah, it has a lot to do with the economy. But the $75 ticket with a $14, uh, $15 charge, it comes to like 90 bucks. I know, $90 for a ticket it's to a $90 show. ticket. So I don't know if yeah. you're interested. If you are interested, we'll talk. Um, Anthony's on the fence, so, you know. Nobody, I don't see anybody else. I know Alice is just going to have to pass. Even though it's the 30th anniversary of British Steel, I mean, that's... Yeah, they're doing I mean, the whole British Steel record, yeah. and they're uh, probably mixing a few of their other uh, classics. So I I'll, take that, I'll take that Monday off and just have a, have, you know, make a night of it. Yeah, we could always do that. Because the White Snake, I mean, I'm not really a big fan, but obviously I know Slide It In, the album, I love that album. Um, and you can't not know the next album, whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> I even forgot. I never even bought it. I had all the hits on What was it? Was no, Slip of the Tongue was early. I'm sorry, no? sliding in. Uh, I think it was just uh, White Snake was the name of the record. Just the White Snake debut, yeah, so Yeah, that was to the, speak. Big, yeah. the big record. Uh, right, because it was the American debut. That yeah. one with all the hits. I don't think I, I think I bought, I got it at, at one of those CD clubs. I, I never actually officially yeah. bought it. I got it on a CD club. But everybody knows those tunes. And and the the kid is really good guitar player. Um, that's his name. Shit. John Sykes played. Uh, no, no, album. I'm talking about the, who's doing the tour on the new album. Oh, the new album. Oh, I uh, wouldn't even know. Yeah, uh, he played with Dio on. Uh, uh Greg Goldie. Uh, no. Um, oh shit! I should have been better prepared, Tommy. That's all right. Uh, old Dio, new Dio. It's new Dio. Um. <laughs> Uh, you got me stumped now. White Snake guitarist. You have to go look it up and uh, see the hell I was playing with them now. Now you know it's driving me nuts. So think it's, uh, talk, talk about something else. What's what's the next thing you're gonna play? And I'll get. I'll play another song while you go look. I'm just getting on Tigers of Pank Tang off their latest record. Tony's probably Rock writing Candy. it right now. Check it out. I'll see who's playing the White Snake.
Tigers of Pantang with Rock Can. That was off the newest record from last year. Just to show you a connection of everything, T. John Sykes, we were talking about, and White Snake, we, even though he played on, he wrote the songs and recorded them, but he didn't really uh, do any of the live stuff with them. Right. Was the original guitar player for Tigers of Pantang. Right. He was one of the guitar players that was going to be called in to replace Randy Rhodes. Around wow. the same time as Bernie Tomei. That would have been Bernie amazing. was on the show tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, what a mix over there, huh? That's something, huh? Yeah, a little useless information, right? No, a little bit in the <laughs> rock and roll incest. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the the English, you see, they're cool. Like you know, they intertwine and 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 play with each other, and yeah, it's never any like it's all it's cool, you know. Yeah. But over here, everybody has to badmouth each other, and you know, it's it's sad because like like I was talking about the guitar player, by the way, the Doug Aldrich. Well, you know, yes, that's who it was. He did Killing the Dragon, and um, uh, the reason why I knew him is because he did uh. A track on uh, a Kiss, uh, what do you call it, tribute album. The, there you go. The Kiss, uh, I forget what it's called. Did he have to pay Gene Simmons to play on that? I don't know how that worked. It was an official release, too. It was not yeah. one of these, you know. Uh, Bob Kulik uh, put it together, and um, he did, uh, I forgot what tunes he did, but it came, uh, the CD came with, like, um, when you played it in the computer, it had some interviews. And he was bullshitting, you know. And I'm like, where have I heard his name before? And then I started looking through, you know, some some DVD, uh, CDs, I mean. And there it is, Killing the Dragon. I forgot he was on Killing the Dragon. He did that. Did that? And it's a and it's probably one of the better uh, Dio solo uh, solo stuff in a while. Yeah, that was his know? last really good one, in my opinion. Yeah, because the Magicka was like kind of kind of mushy, you know. Yeah, magic. it was like it was like listening to Lord of the Rings in audio. Yeah, and I like the Killing the Dragon. It was good. And then did um, live in New York. They did a show. Um, I forgot. I think it was at the Beacon Theater, if I'm not mistaken, or was it? Uh, and he played the live show, and they put the DVD out, at, but never gave him credit. Doug oh. credit. So I think he had a falling out with Deal. I mean, I don't know. It's a weird thing like that, right? Yeah. But and I uh, I was, when I was researching his his name. On the computer, I saw there's a there's a blabbermouth article I have to read later. We yeah. talked about where his work with Dio, but um, he's real happy with the with the White Snake, and, and like I said, he's a solid guitarist. So, you know, he's yeah, he's more, definitely got yeah, he's definitely got the chops. He's definitely he's definitely going to be in that Sykes, Vivian yep. Campbell, uh, you know. I don't know if you saw him blabbermouth. They had a, an interview with Joe Lanterno. It was probably just a, an excerpt from an article with him. Mm-hmm. But he did a show with White Snake, I guess, over the last year. And yeah, what was that all about? And he was saying that uh, David Coverdale is using like backing tracks to sing now. Wow. Is that the one that you read? Yeah, I read that also. Yeah. Yeah, he read that David Coverdale is using backing tracks when he sings. Uh, I guess pre-recorded vocals, right? Uh, you know, he's using. Which I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen him in a lot of you know in a long time. If we catch him wow. live now, I mean, if you're a fan of the music and you listen, you'll know right away. You yeah. Know. Well, so I, don't I mean. Know. As far as maybe the singing, uh, from what I heard, he might have used um, uh, in the past. He might have used background vocals because yeah. that were on tape that he recorded, because none of the other players in the band can sing. I remember reading that, and um, Joe really, uh, really could should have kept his mouth shut. Although I know people that know Joe, and you know we might have Joe on the show one day. 
but um, I really would have kept my mouth shut because he uses a, a, an electronic tool. He's using a machine that records his right. voice also. So he should have kept his mouth shut yeah. because now that's coming out. But and I like the way he said in the interview that like he uses a certain machine, you know, like that. I don't know the technical term for it, but that you know records his voice. But with his machine, he has to sing and use his voice to sing into it. Right. But, but, so, so does, but you're still using your machine to enhance your voice. Right. You know, you can sit in a, you can sit in a studio or in your house and, and exactly. keep recording it until you get it right and make it sound good. Mm-hmm. You still need to help live. Right. And, you, you know, you play live, you play live. That's, hey, let's that's put the it this bottom way. line. The both of them are amazing vocalists. Yes. And And even though Joe is great, you know, but, I mean, David, you know, I mean, look at the years he's got on him. Oh, he's yeah. a lot, I think he's a little older than Joe, you know, and a lot more experienced than Joe. If he's got to use a little enhancement, you know, we're not talking about, we're not talking about what he called this uh, lip syncing, you know what I mean? But although he did, he did uh, accuse him of lip syncing. Yeah. It wasn't lip syncing. It was just background vocals from what I heard, you know. But I mean, everybody, I mean, Ozzy, Ozzy's got that second guitar, that second singer on the, on the, you know, and we heard Ozzy, all kinds of shit played with Ozzy's, you know, oh, yeah. over oh, yeah. the years. Yep. And uh, other people have had keyboard players and second guitarists. Aerosmith's always had a keyboard player in the back. Uh, Kiss has had a keyboard player in the back in the later years. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, come on, everybody does it. You know, but get that person out. That's why I like the English. Well, uh, you know... I think the English they just they get everybody on stage. Okay, this is so and so. He's gonna he's gonna play back. He's gonna play off keyboard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't fuck around. You know. You know the keyboard play was always hidden. You never saw him on stage. Yeah. You know, for most of the time throughout yeah. the years, but uh, it's a different world today. There you go. All right. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get on this band in Danger Species. I've played him on the show many times before, and I'll probably play him many times in the future. Right. Uh, they're out of Pennsylvania. They're a really good band. This is uh, one of their newest songs. It's called Bitch from Hell.
Pennsylvania endangered species with bitch from hell. Uh, you know, this is, the next band today is a band called Crackjaw. This is like one of the first demo tapes I got. I think it was like from 82, 83 or something. And uh, it took me like the last 20 something years to actually find that record on CD, or at least a, a bootleg copy of it. Uh, it only came out on vinyl back then. Uh huh. A really good band. Uh, let me get a song off here. Let me see. Uh, this is like my favorite song from the demo. This is a song called Galley Without Aim. Check this one out. Okay. Yeah. 
Crackjaw, Galley Without Ann. That's off the 1985 record, Night Out. It took me forever to find that album, like on, on CD. I had the demo tape. I never got the whole album. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, they're, they're an old German band. Uh, some good stuff. The rest of the records rocks a little harder than that one, but it was the first song. And I'll be honest with you, I don't remember what the hell I put on when I left last week. I'm just trying to play catch up. I hear you. That's all. That's all. But uh, next Sunday, we've got another good show. Okay. Uh, Shamook, Sammy Abigail, singer from Picture. And the Rods and his new band, Abigail, will be calling in, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, cool. Yeah, hell yeah. And this Wednesday, the Metal Matinee, it's our United States' Metal Series. And this one's for you. You made a comment when I did the first one. I'm going to try to find a band from Hawaii or Alaska to do a show on that. So this Wednesday's Metal Matinee is uh, United States of Metal, Hawaii, and Alaska. Oh, yeah. Put them both together. together. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Hawaii, I remember there was a band called Hawaii on a, yep. a guitar mag- uh, guitar record. Yeah, that's Marty Friedman. Uh, Marty right, Friedman right, it was Marty Friedman. Okay. Marty Friedman played with Megadeth for a while then in, in the 80s, too. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. probably where that whole Japanese, uh, he's over in Japan. Oh, uh, he's like I... uh, he's like the second coming of Christ in Japan right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Marty Friedman started out in uh, Baltimore with uh, Tom Gaddis in a band called Deuce. And they became the band Tension, who, I, who I'm a big fan of. I love their, their albums. Wow. And then he uh, took off and uh, left for Hawaii. And uh, that's when uh, Deuce uh, became the band Tension. Uh, it had it had a great record. I played a lot of songs uh, on the show by them. And then uh, he formed uh, Vic, uh, Aloha. Then it was Vixen. And then they became Hawaii. It was all three bands. Uh, Kim Chan sang with them. And uh, had a lot of good stuff out. Then uh, Cacophony was his next band with Jason Beck, another great guitar player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, he's definitely going to have some Hawaii or Aloha. I'll get one of them on this week. And i got a few other Hawaiian bands and a... Couple of Alaskan bands. I think you know I'll mix them all to one show. Uh, 49th and 50th states. Cool. The hot and cold heavy metal show. That's cool. Yeah, right. Not bad. Okay. I'm still working on Utah. I need about another 10 minutes of music, but we'll get there. I <laughs> 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 got enough for uh, a 20 minute show, but I need a few more Utah metal bands. So if anybody knows any good heavy metal bands from Utah, I have all of the 50 states wrapped up. They don't even have to be that good. <laughs> I don't have to be that good. Just heavy metal. <laughs> It's <laughs> just heavy metal. That's all that we need. Too funny. Yeah, so that'll be this Wednesday's Metal Matinee. United States of Metal, Hawaii, and Alaska. Some really good shit I dug up over there, so. It's not easy finding metal bands in Hawaii and Alaska, believe me. I can imagine. Yeah, but I got some pretty good ones, and every one of them is an 80s band, too, so that was good. Oh, even cold. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? Like, I do these shows, like the Steam ones. I try to get, like, all these things from that, like, a certain area. And then, like, after the show is over, I'll find, like, 25 things, like, in one minute that that uh, that pertain to that show. Oh. That took, like, months to research that I couldn't find. And always since a pop-up after the show is over, I'm like, ah, oh, I could have put that band on. What about this band? I forgot about that band. Oh, wow. You just, you know, <laughs> memory starts to lapse. That's all right. That's all yeah, right. You know, hey, you get all that shit happens, right? Hey, you're doing a great job, man. Yeah, we do the best we can every week. That's all we can do. That's it. So now it's time for our demolition segment. Okay. This week, it's Purgatory is the band. This is pre-Iced Earth, John Schaefer's band. This was uh, the demo tape before they changed the name to Iced Earth. Okay. And if anybody wants to get a copy of this demo tape, it's been available at the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot for the last couple of days. I posted it up uh, before I left, so you can just go there and download yourself a copy of it. And uh, the singer, I forgot who sings on this demo tape. I believe it was a singer who sang on... The first I started for record before Matt uh, Barlow joined the band. Mm-hmm. But I'm not too sure. But there's a song called Jack. <laughs> Jack. 
Discovery with the song Jack off the Psychotic Dreams demo from 1985. You can head over to Heavy Metal Mayhem Blogspot and download a copy of that. I was never the biggest Ice Earth fan, were you? Uh, I'll, to tell you the truth, I never liked them. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever I heard, like, on the metal stations, I listened to it. I didn't turn it off. Yeah. But when um, when Ripper joined the band, I was in. I enjoyed that album. Yeah, the, uh, uh, Glorious Burden. Glorious Burden, I enjoyed it. I bought the yeah. bought the, the double CD, you know, to support Ripper, you know, because uh, I think, you know, even though it was great to have, you know, half a back with Priest, I think, you know, he was given a ride, you know what I yeah. mean? Without so a doubt. I kind of supported him, you know, like, you know, to buy the album and um, bought the Beyond Fear and uh, I'm going to buy the new one too, you know, because the guy's good, you know, and uh, he gave, uh, I think he gave the Ice Herd new fans, you know. Oh, yeah, he has, he's got a big following, Ripper, you know. Uh, but he has his, but, you know, you know, Schaefer does have his, and the original singer there, well, he's not the very original singer, but no. he's the most, you know, most known singer. Yeah, uh, Matt Barlow. Well, all right. Who's also like his brother-in-law? Shaped yeah, yeah, brother-in-law, his brother-in-law, brother-in-law yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? And he kind of, you know, from what I heard in the tabloids, he kind of screwed, uh, um, you know, uh, Ripper, you know, so. Yeah, you know, like they, came, they came a little late. I mean, they played, you know, that classic 80s metal, which is great. Yeah, but they came a little late to the scene. Like after the scene kind of died out already, that's when they started coming around. And uh, yeah, and they were during the grunge area, right? Yeah, I grunge think maybe that's era. why they just didn't, you know, get as much attention as uh, they should have at the time. Should have at the time. The Glorious Bird is a good record, and uh, something Wicked This Way comes. It's another good record, but it's not one of the bands I play all the time. But I figured you know, it was a red that my wife came across. So I figured let me get it on today. And no, that's not bad. It give it a terrible. shot. It was pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. And that's probably with the original singer, right? Because. Uh, well, no, you know what? I I can't remember. Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, it, it is the original singer that recorded the first record with them. Right, right. And then he was gone after that. That 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 whole band is like a, a revolving door of musicians, basically John Schaefer, and you know. Yeah, like you know, old power to him. You know, he's, yeah. He seems like a nice guy. You know, he's a Gibson. He's a Gibson Marshall type guy. You know, yeah. That's cool. You know, by me, but uh, you know, I'm a Tim fan. I am a Tim fan, and yes, uh, you are. Well, we're going to look forward to that record he's doing out. No one has a, yeah. It's like a who's who of a heavy metal on there. Well, you know what? I read somewhere, uh, he doesn't really, um, it's not that he you know, he doesn't keep it a secret, but he's told that uh, some of those people are hired guns and some of them are friends. Yeah. So, I mean, it is great that he had all those people on his, on his, on his record, but they're not all just people, you know, not all friends, you know. Yeah. But uh, the core, uh, core people are, uh, you know, uh, are friends. You know, and then there's the one or two that, uh, you know, that he got on. I don't know why. Maybe the record company had some money, so, you know, he yeah, figured no. he'd, he'd hire people that he admired. He even said, you know, they're, they're friends now, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, we became friends and wrote songs together and shit like that. You know, Kiss Ka- uh, Chris Caffrey. Yeah. You know, they became friends. You know, shit like that. You know, <clears throat> anyways. I hear you. You know, this two hours went by pretty quick tonight. Yeah, was really in a way, hot. thank God, because I'm ready for bed. I'm on, uh, yeah, I'm on Europe time still. God bless you, man. <laughs> it's four o'clock in the morning to me right now. I could imagine. I could imagine. Yeah, I've been sleeping all day. Plus, I got a uh, four suitcases full of uh, laundry that has to be done before tomorrow. Oh, I so. could imagine. Oh man. <laughs> and that's the wife's job. That's what I married her for. <laughs> She's not <laughs> listening today. I wouldn't have said that, especially on Mother's Day. She'll crucify me. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> 
That's your Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. That's oh. right. I forgot all about it. I just said it myself. Just but in case. Just in case. we got time for one more song, and then that's going to be it. So I want to thank Bernie Tomei for calling in tonight. i got to thank Tony from Diatonic once again for hooking up with all these great, great, great artists in the last couple of weeks. And we got one more to go. Next week we got Shamuk, Sammy Avigil calling in. So that's going to be a great show. And this Wednesday's metal matinee is uh, the United States of Metal, Hawaii, and uh, Alaska. I gotta thank my best friend and co-host Big T for calling in and bullshit with me, and thank God he has all these technical questions to ask about guitars because I'd be lost. I wouldn't know what the hell to even say. It was good stuff, man. I, I no worries when he hears, when he, especially when a guitar player hears you talking that shit. Like, wow, this guy knows his stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of the few things they know about. <laughs> well, that's good to know. So we got time for one more song, so I'll leave it up to you. I got uh, I got some Venom lined up, some Watchtower, and some Overkill. What do you want to hear? Let's go with Overkill, New York. Overkill? New York, New Jersey style. Yeah, I was going to get that on during the Rod show, but we uh, we run out of time. Okay. All right, this is it, everybody. Thanks for listening, T. Thanks for calling in, buddy. And everybody in the uh, week. everybody in the uh, chat room, thank you for helping us out and giving us some questions and keeping the uh, the interview flowing. That's right. Those guys were good tonight. Yeah. All right, so when things were a little Overkill off the first record, a little blood and iron. Take care, T. I'll see you next week.
Blood and Iron. Once again, I want to thank Bernie Tomei for taking the time to call in tonight. I had a great time talking with him. I want to thank my co-host, Tommy. had a lot of fun. Don't forget this Wednesday, the Metal Matinee. Once again, United States of Metal, Alaska and Hawaii. This Wednesday at 1 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio. And next Sunday, my special guest is Shamok Sammy Avigil of Pitcher, The Rods, and his newest band, Avigil, and many other bands. So have a great week, everybody, and I'll see you on Wednesday afternoon. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.